0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts i'm your host ryan Pluckelman, and this is the adventure jogger like many of us, Brian Frayne had big plans for 2020, and then Rona hit, and he had to make those adaptations and those adjustments that we all had to make, and he found a pretty cool adventure along the way, and he is my guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Brian, welcome. Hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. So, let's start with your plans. Let's go way back to, this is December uh night uh 2019 brian's looking at 2020 the year is going to be so awesome um you're going to get a whole lot of stuff done what was your plan december of 2019 for 2020 when it came to your running
1: so the plan for 2020 was uh, to run uh, the twenty road marathons that uh, take place in Wisconsin on an annual basis, mm-hmm. and so the basically the first one started in early April. The last one is in late November. So it was you know two or three a month. Basically, there were obviously like May and September. There were going to be some back to back weekends. But I thought this would be an interesting way because you know we we travel a lot and we have you know been kind of all over the world. But there's a lot of places in Wisconsin that I've never been to, um, even though I've lived here for essentially my whole life. So the thought was, you know, here's a way to like go and explore, you know, Ashland or, you know, it's a place like that that is totally off my radar, but has a marathon. So I thought that would be a kind of a cool thing to do.
0: OK, does this have anything to do? I will mention that Brian is the first gentleman of Wisconsin ultra running.
1: <laughs> yes, that's accurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brian is the loving and supportive spouse of Annie Weiss, who is the co-host of the Between Two Pastries podcast, also the fastest known time uh, holder for women for the Ice Age Trail. That's 1,200 miles, by the way. Uh, 21 days, 18 hours, and 7 minutes. Um, when you think of Wisconsin ultra running, you think of Annie. And so you're... You're, you're brian like you're like oh i got, yeah. I, I, I is, is was it was like i gotta do something myself i need i need to have brian's thing
1: <laughs> you know honestly there there was a little bit of that where it was like you know for 2017 2018 it was all about ice age and then 2019 like annie did bad water and she did um ccc you know and so it was like for three solid years it was kind of focused mostly on like the big things that she had wanted to do and so 2020 it's like she's starting to you know i don't know i don't want to say lose her interest in running because that's definitely not the case but like there's not like this big long list of priorities that she has started to cross things off you know and she's just kind of like hey maybe 2020 uh, you know, is there something big that you want to do? And this marathon thing is, is, has always kind of been in my head. I, I hate to, you know, admit this on, on your podcast, but the people who really know me, I am still kind of a road marathon guy at heart. Yeah, um, You know, I, I, I do enjoy the ultras, but I'm also kind of a baby. Um, so, you know, once you get past, you uh you know that 50k mark like things start to break down really quickly for me so like if i can lock in at, at 26.2 that's really where i i feel most comfortable brian's uh, a baby so <laughs> i, I am, true <laughs> i can admit it i don't mind <laughs> uh yeah and, and so like uh, you know like you start to think about it and and like uh, not only am i a ba- am i a baby I'm a little bit of a dork too. So it's like, oh, it's going to be 2020. There were like legitimately 20 road marathons in Wisconsin. So I'm like, well, that is pretty cool. And like, I can, you know, it's good. We're going to do 20 in 2020, right? Like it all flows out nicely. Um, and I, I had set up a, a fundraiser through the Facebook, um, you know, to, to raise some money as part of it, because I, you know, I just always think that, if you're going to do something like that, you know, maybe if if there's a way that you can help out another organization or whatever, why not? Um, Yeah. And it all just, you know, everything just lined up and started registering for races probably like in October, November, you know, with with some of those spring races, those are like the early registration times or whatever. So by, you know, by the time January hit, I had probably uh, seven or eight uh, marathons that I had already registered mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, for the year. Um, you know, and then it's just a matter of like, all right, you know, let's start thinking about what we're going to do for hotels and where are we going to stay and, you know, all that sort of thing. And then the Rona hits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say now these are road marathons. So, um, if yes. you have not listened to Annie's podcast yet, you can do that and you can be a Patreon supporter. Just know that Brian dropped like five grand on road marathon entry fees, uh, to make this happen <laughs> because with road marathons, like you get like an ultra, like if you decided like, ah, I think I'll do 20, 50 K's in 2020. Right. You'd been out like uh, thousand bucks. Right. Right. But you, right decided, exactly. you decided to do road marathons. So that's like $10,000. At
1: least $10,000. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> which by the way brian if you ever if you go on another podcast and share this story it's like people love drama right uh-huh. like if you look at the list of of like the big podcasts they're all like drama podcasts yeah where there's yeah. and so i know that this didn't go down this way i know that you guys were like oh and he's like what do you want to do this year brian oh i think i'll do this <laughs> okay sounds great but a better story for next time is I just got sick and tired of following her around everywhere. I needed Brian time. And I told her, Annie, damn it, 2020 is going to be the year of Brian. This is the year of Brian.
1: It's all about me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there were tears involved, uh, you know, <laughs> slamming doors. <and laughs> All right, I'm, I'm I'm taking notes right now, uh, it, it, in the off chance that somebody else wants to hear this story about <laughs> what I did this year, um, I'll, I'll I'll punch it up a little bit. So I, I appreciate that feedback.
0: By the way, no pressure, Brian, but you're my first guest after Dean Karnazes. Uh, Great. Right. <laughs> so there there's a whole lot of people that have never listened to this. But listen to Dean's episode, and they're like, I think I'll give this guy another episode. And just so you know, Brian, you know, <laughs> got to keep these numbers up. So so no pressure. I probably should have told you that before we started recording.
1: Yeah, so I've got two thoughts came into my mind, first of all. Uh, first thing is uh, no discussion about the different types of Wisconsin Lutherans. Uh, <laughs> and No discussions about... <laughs> No discussions about uh, cheese curds. So we got to avoid those Damn Wisconsin it. specific uh, topics. Damn it, Brian. And then my other thought was we need to send Annie the link and get her to call in and people <laughs> then will actually continue to listen. <laughs>
0: It just worked out that way, Brian. <laughs> Brian's going to be messaging me going, hey, how are the numbers looking? <laughs> Compared to Dean's podcast, how are the numbers looking? Now, here's the thing about The Adventure Jogger. It is not just a podcast for the Dean Carnazes and the, and the Carl Meltzers and the Andy nice. Jones Wilkins of the world. Sometimes right. you got to interview the first gentleman. Of Wisconsin ultra running, you know you got to have the Brian, yeah. you got to have the Brian Franes on every
1: once in a while, you know. <laughs> you you have to you have to make sure to expose people to all levels of athletic ability, <laughs> from all the way to the top to all the way at the bottom.
0: <laughs> you know, it is funny, and I I really do like uh, like I think everybody has a story, right? And every runner mm-hmm. has an interesting thing that. You know, they've decided to get into it for this reason, or they were inspired by this, or this yeah. is their goal. And I think everybody's got a really exciting story. And, I, and I, I like to find the stories from, you know, all aspects of the pack, you know, the front and the middle mm-hmm. and the back. And people are like, man, thank you so much for, for, for you know, highlighting other runners than just the elites. But the numbers always do really well for the elites. It's like everybody <laughs> yeah, exactly. says they want to listen to everyday runners, but, the, but they really just want to listen to Dean and right, Brian. Exactly. That's what they, that's what they, they want. Right. They want those two things. They want Dean and Brian. So no pressure now that that's uh, okay. completely, yeah. completely yeah. you know out into the open, Brian. <laughs> so Perfect. so you get uh, you know you have a pretty good plan, and this is something that I think is 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 a, is a challenge. Of course, I think doing mm-hmm. one road marathon is challenging because unlike the ultras where you can walk a bit, walk, I'm sorry, we, we we power hike the Hills, power, power power hiking and walking are two entirely different things. Very different, but but road marathons, (laughs) they mess you up. Those are hard. Like I always feel worse the day after a road marathon than I do a trail ultra trail ultra, you hobble a little bit. Then the next day you kind of work the, the goo out. And then, but what with, with, with yeah. road marathons you're back to normal yeah it's boy it's a it's a, it can be a real kick in the old nards <laughs>
1: they 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 really are the worst and uh and you know and and that was part of the appeal of it right mm-hmm. was like you know can i do you know back to back you know saturday after saturday after saturday you know can I do that with road marathons? Yeah. There are lots of guys that, you know, guys that have. there's the one dude who's done, did like what, like a hundred, hundred milers yeah. and, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. It's like, well, I wonder how, uh, you know, how my body will hold up after all of those weekends of pounding and you know, it's, it's long car rides and like Wisconsin doesn't necessarily feel like a big state, but like to go from Milwaukee to superior, you know, that's a six hour drive. Like right. I could be almost to your front door in that same amount of time. You know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, true. You know. It really is. And, and like it's um, you know, and, and that, you know, anybody who's ridden in a car for six, seven, eight hours after an ultra, like that it beats you up. So I was curious how it was gonna hold up through the whole thing.
0: So you get these signed up. You you're now ten thousand dollars in debt. You had yep. to take up a second job as an exotic dancer at the local yep. Thunder from Down Under troop to make that happen. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brian decided road marathons was his thing. Um, but, yep. then, but then all of a sudden, we're, we're in March, right? Your first, uh-huh. your first uh, marathons were in April, and then March yep. hits, and all of a sudden, you start getting emails from race directors saying, like, oh, we're keeping an eye on this thing. When did it all fall apart?
1: So the it, it really was and I don't remember the exact date or whatever but I don't know if you remember there was a Sunday night where like the Rona stuff was building and then there was a Sunday night where Tom Hanks, announced that he had corona and then they uh they canceled like the nba season and they canceled the the ncaa tournament it was like in the span of 36 hours this went from this kind of like nebulous like yeah it's it's like mostly over in asia and there's been a few in the united states and now like fucking tom hanks has it (laughs) like well shit if tom hanks has it like we gotta get serious you know (laughs) like (laughs) like, and and there was it was like a, a a light switch right and that next morning uh the First marathon that I had was uh supposed to be the Milwaukee Marathon. Yes. Um and so they they canceled that next morning. And and that was that was the first one. And then it was after that things started to kind of collapse fairly quickly. Um and, and you know the Milwaukee Marathon was the first one, and they didn't do any sort of uh, refund or anything like that. It was basically you can either essentially donate the money or you can do it virtual and we'll send you the shirt and the medal and all that other sort of yes. thing. And so that was, you know, like I hadn't given any thought to doing the virtual stuff, of course, because virtual races are terrible. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs> oh,
0: oh <laughs> but, great. Uh, Brian, now you just got a whole lot of people that just turned it off. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> After the Dean buildup, you've just killed all my Dean exactly. listeners, the overflow. <laughs> Jesus, Brian! Never, come on,
1: never let it be said that I <laughs> that I will not self sabotage any chance I get. <laughs> so you know, but like in my head, it's like okay, may, you know, maybe like this is this is how we're going to have to approach this, right? Like these spring marathons, like until the you know the COVID kind of gets under control, maybe I do a couple of these virtually, and it's like you know. I can do a marathon any place, right? Like I live in Milwaukee and there's plenty of space to run and everything. So maybe this isn't the worst idea. And I'll just, you know, when I have to, I was scheduled to do one on April 7th. And so it's April 7th. So I'll just run the marathon. And even though it's not the official marathon, like I still get all of my swag and all that sort of thing. So what's the big deal, right? Like I can continue to just do this for, you know, the six weeks or whatever until COVID gets under control. And uh, then we just, you know, bounce right back into summer and fall races. Not a big deal.
0: Right. You're thinking once Tom Hanks gets cured... Everything is over. I mean, it's just like, okay, guys, Tom Hanks is better. (laughs) Everything's going back to normal. And I just have to wait for Tom Hanks to be able to to taste things and smell again. Once that happens, we are in the green and we are going to be running marathons again. Like so many of us um, thought, but it didn't happen that way, did it? It Tom Hanks got better and,
1: and races still got canceled. And things still got canceled. Yeah. So then the, I think the second one that was on my schedule uh, is called the Wisconsin marathon, which is uh, takes place right along Lake Michigan down by uh, like the Kenosha Racine area. Yeah. So those are my two April marathons and the Wisconsin marathon, maybe a week after uh, the Milwaukee one canceled uh, the Wisconsin one did the same. They did not do any virtual option or anything like that. They just said, you can either donate the money or we'll defer you to next year. And so then it's kind of like, all right, well now, you know, again, you have to like make a little adjustment where we're going to do it on the same day, but we're still going to get the medal and the shirt and everything from the Milwaukee marathon. Well, now, now what am I going to do? Am I just going to say, well, you know, I guess it's just, this isn't the year to do this. Right. Uh, you know, if these races are going to get canceled like this. Um, and so I I, was having a conversation with Annie one night and she was, you know, she kind of said, you know, you didn't have any problem like making the leap to, you know, just doing the Milwaukee marathon virtually. Right. So why not just keep doing them when you were supposed to do them and just keep doing them. And if your race gets canceled, then it gets canceled and just keep track of, you know, where you've got money coming back and where you've got deferrals or, you know, whatever. Because again, we're talking like mid to late March. And, you know, this isn't gonna go on forever. You know, right. we're gonna everybody's gonna wear their masks and everybody's going to social distance and we're going to, you know, flatten the curve after, you know, two weeks to a month to six weeks or whatever. And again, by summer we'll be fine. So like if you have to run three or four marathons just on your own, it's not a big deal. And you'll be back into it. And like throughout this process, like I'm still, you know, like monitoring dates of like the fall races and like, oh, you know, the the price goes up for the marathon in October, you know, the price goes up on May first. So I should probably register at some point in April, you know. Yeah. Because again, like race directors at this at the time were still taking race entries and that sort of thing, thinking that by fall we'll be in good shape. Everything will be fine.
0: Right. And they were wrong. They were (laughs) because every, all of the 20 that you planned of the 20 that you were going to run in 2020, how many actually happened?
1: My, uh, my gut on this was zero. Uh, except I did learn actually just, this was about a week or two ago. Um, uh, there was one race did actually take place, and and by like by that point it was one it was one of the October ones, yeah. And I and I had completely just stopped paying attention at that point. Um, yeah, you know, like in the spring, they it, it's one that was um, up uh, up in Managua. Um and so you know, like they're it's run by their chamber of commerce, and so like in April they hadn't even started accepting registrations for it yet. So I it wasn't it wasn't even on my radar, like I said to to be paying attention, but I did see. Uh, somebody that I know had actually ran that race, and I was like, "Oh shit! I guess I dropped the ball there." Too. <laughs> like, there was the one I could have done, and I didn't even do that. <laughs> so you did decide at
0: one point, I'm going to do all of these virtually. This is going to be yeah. a Ryan or this is a Brian thing. Brian's going to do this on his own. I don't need any aid stations or anything like that. At some point, you're like, "Okay, this 20 is going to happen. I'm going to do 20 marathons yep. in the state of Wisconsin." but it's all going to be on me.
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So by the time we get into like May, um, you know, and all of the May, May was, I think the second biggest month, I think I had five of them in May. Um, and every single one of those races canceled, you know, like within probably a week of each other. Um, you know, and so again, you're, you're in that position of like, all right, well, this is clearly now we're like almost halfway through it and, there's really no chance at this point as it became more and more obvious that, you know, things were not going to go back to normal in six weeks or a month or whatever. Like we were getting into the long haul for this. And so, yeah, so I just started to, to say like, all right, I'm, I'm going to try and stick to the same schedule of, you know, if I was scheduled to do the Eau Claire marathon on May 15th, then I'm going to do the Brian marathon on May 15th and, and try and stick to that schedule as closely as I could to try and replicate it. And if if there was a race that had a virtual option, I would take the virtual option and, and you know, do it on the day or whatever. Um, but yeah, by probably by May, I, I kind of punted on thinking about doing an official sanctioned race and just started doing doing them on my own.
0: Did you kick yourself at some point going, man, if I only would have thought of this earlier, I wouldn't have had to get that second job as the dancer to pay on those entry fees?
1: Well, you know, I I mean, again, like that, that seems like that would be the way that it it would go, but I actually really enjoyed the second job, you know? So, (laughs) you know, like it feels good to be wanted sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, I I mean, if what you're into is a, a, you know, a a guy in his late thirties that is moderately out of shape and uh, thinks he's hilarious (laughs) Who am I to judge? (laughs) It's like the full Monty for
0: runners. It's really what (laughs) it is. That's exactly right. Are are you into a body of a man who's completely neglected his upper body? Man, (laughs) oh man. Yes.
1: (laughs) Do you want this? a guy who can run a five-minute mile but can't do one (laughs) push-up
0: disproportionately large calves (laughs) but but the tiniest arms and the most sunken in chest you will ever see that's not a body you see much in movies you know that wasn't there wasn't a magic mic character with that body brian
1: and if anything i mean i'm almost the antithesis to that right like because normally those guys focus so much you know on the biceps and the and the bench press and that sort of thing that like they always have the little bird legs i'm the opposite right like there's gotta there's gotta be people that are into that somewhere (laughs) there's
0: there's a page for it like women (laughs) women looking for men with the upper body of a 10 year old boy (laughs) exactly but uh, but one big difference, Brian, oh God, so um, <laughs> uh, right. one big difference, when you sign up for and you run an actual race, mm-hmm. like when you run the Milwaukee Marathon, you know, there's a big crowd there. There is water every two miles and Gatorade mm-hmm. every two miles. They're cranking the Bodines at the, at the <laughs> finish line. You know, you yes. get... Like in in other states, you get a banana at the finish. Mm-hmm. In Wisconsin, you get a brat. They hand yep. you a bratwurst, and then a yep. b- and a beer. And not and a beer. Yeah, not Michelob Ultra, though. That would get you thrown no, God, out. No. Get you thrown out, <laughs> out of the state. But there is there is something we said about that experience and what that does to your body and how it is when when someone else is handling all the logistics and all you have to do is just kind of put one foot in front of the other. And just, you know, get the start line and just get to the finish line. And so you can listen to the Bodine's play there. It's a little easier, but you had to adjust because now this is all on you. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no cheering fans. There's no perfectly marked route. There's no Gatorade every two miles. This is all self-supported. That's quite a jump.
1: Yeah, it, it it was, and you know the the first couple that I did, um, there's a, a like a twenty six mile um, uh, rail trail um, that when I first got into running, it's maybe forty five minutes north of Milwaukee. Um, I used to run, like that's where I did all of my runs, and it was just what it, you know if it was an eight mile run, it's four miles out, four miles mm-hmm. back, all that sort of thing. At some point in the last couple of years, they paved over it and and turned it into more of like a bike path than yeah. a than a because before it was a crushed ra- a crushed crushed gravel trail um but like th- that was my first instinct of like if i'm gonna do these i'll go out to that trail and that you know because i know it and and it's it's relatively shaded and you know, you're thinking about like in the summertime and all that sort of thing like it'll be a decent experience if i have to do it all on my own um but the thinking was you know 13 now 13 back because obviously well it, it is like a perfect marathon from one end to the other yeah that's that much more screwing around that i have to do like do i have to drop my car off and have annie take me over to the start you know all that sort of right thing. um but yeah that first one like you get to mile 13.1 and i look down at my watch and i'm like oh okay now i'm I'm out of water, and I, I don't have any food, and I'm in the middle of a, you know, like there's cornfield all around me, like there's not like a nice park, and there is one park, but because of the Rona, everything is taped up and shut off and everything, so I'm kind of screwed now at this point, <laughs> and you know, and so there's that realization of like, alright, if we're going to do 19 more of these, they can't all turn into uh, suicide missions where I, you know, I get as far as I can with the supplies that I have and then just hope to limp through to the end. Um, so then I started thinking about like, am I going to do uh, you know, six out, six back to the car refills, you know, do that a second time. So I started to be a little bit more strategic about my start and stop points. Mm-hmm. And I just ended up basically using my car um, as an aid station for, you know, wherever I decided to go.
0: Did you announce that you were doing this on Facebook? Did you make a big declaration before the races started? Like, hey, guys, I'm doing 20 marathons in Wisconsin in 2020, and I want you to to follow me and, and donate to this. Did you make that big declaration?
1: I did make that big declaration. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not a big declaration kind of person. Yeah. Um, but I did because, uh, of what I was raising money for. And, um, the, the chair, the first charity that I chose, um, was, uh, it's called the Sojourner Truth House. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, a shelter in Milwaukee where, um, women who are victims of domestic abuse, can go and it's, you know, kind of like the no questions asked, like you can stay here yeah. and they've got, and I, as I, as I had hatched this plan kind of late 2019 um, I was, I was listening to the radio one morning and they were talking about like, they were reading, um, you know, like grant our Christmas wish Christmas wish letters. Yeah. And there was a particular letter that, you know, somebody had written in and it was talking about like uh, they volunteered at this place and you know, it's Christmas morning and there's kids that are like, why didn't santa come you know it was like a, it was a very like a, a very heartfelt like pull on the heartstrings kind of a yeah. thing and i was like well that sucks you know what i mean like if i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna raise money or whatever why would i not do it for an organization like that yeah um and and so i my thought was okay over the span of these 20 marathons uh if i can you know over the span of this this whole year if I could raise, uh, $2,020. So again, the 2020 Mm -hmm. thing, um, you know, that's going to be pretty awesome. And that'll be, you know, that'll be the goal. And so because of that, I had to do the the grand declaration of like, this is my plan. And this is why it's important. And this is why you should uh, donate some money.
0: I brought that up because I was wondering if when you were doing the first one out on that rails to trails and you got 13.1 miles away from your car, and you were out of water and out of food. I'm wondering if the thought popped into your head like, damn it. Had I just not said I was doing this, I could quit <laughs> and
1: not have to do this at all. Uh, even with the grand declaration, I had that thought that day and many other days <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> because again, marathons, ultra marathons are stupid like none of us want to admit it because we love it so much, mm-hmm. but they are stupid. <laughs> like, why do we do this to ourselves? I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: you know, I, for, I think it's people do it for different reasons, right? And they they, they yeah. find like I challenge myself, or or and a lot of that. But mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes I think too, it's like I want to do something cool that you know, it's like I'm going to accomplish this cool thing, and people are going to be like, oh, tell me more about this cool thing that you did. Uh huh. The, the the problem with that line of thinking is nobody cares. That's like, right. Like right. You're, like you're like it's casual Friday at work, right? And you run yep. your first road marathon and you've got that the, the the cheap tech shirt with the screen print on it. It's it, it's it's bright yellow, you've got your jeans yep. on and your bright yellow blankety blank marathon shirt, and you're wearing it to work and you're like, Man, oh man, I'm not gonna get any work done today because I'm gonna be too busy. answering questions and and, and basking in the glory of what I did this weekend and and it it, it never turns out that way. People are like what the hell is that? Why are you wearing a fluorescent yellow shirt to work (laughs) on casual Friday and you're like I ran a marathon is it like a 5k (laughs) or something? Yeah. No, it's a little It's a little more than that. Well, that's stupid. You're like, dang it, not a single person <laughs> asked me.
1: <laughs> I've seen that T-shirt that says, nobody cares you run ultras, and I didn't want to believe it, but it's true. No it one is.
0: cares. No, it, it, and I'll tell you what, it, like like runners love to hear about it. I mean, heck, that's huh? that's my, my second job is runners hearing right. about other runners talking about running. But if somebody stumbled upon the Adventure Jogger podcast, like the, I don't know if they... Maybe they thought jogging and they were, they were, they were thinking right. it was something different than what it was. Expecting like, I don't know, high adventure or something. They, this would be like a bedtime story to them. They'd fall asleep. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, listen, yeah. to these two guys talk about running. <laughs> it's like, why in the hell would anyone <laughs> be wrong? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And, you, and you have those thoughts. But, but you made the declaration and you got a worthy cause to get behind, that's one thing. I'll tell you what: if you're not sure you're going to be able to stay motivated on something, mm-hmm. declare you're going to do it on social media and do it for a great cause. Because when you get yeah. 13.1 miles out from your car and you're out of food and water and you're like, "This is stupid,"
1: yeah. you have that to to go like, "Yeah, exactly." Mm-hmm. Can't quit. Yep. So you keep you keep going. Exactly. Um, it's it, uh, it, it was it, it was very um, it was, it was very cool because like you said, you know, you start talking about like the, the stuff at work mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like a couple of my coworkers who obviously knew, uh, you know, that I was into running and all that sort of thing. Um, they got, um, they got, you know, excited about the fundraising piece of it. And so, you know, suddenly like uh, one of my, uh, co-workers who you know sits in like the same group of pods or whatever like i get a notification and and he had kicked in five hundred dollars to the uh, uh to the fundraiser you know it's just like holy shit like yeah you know like like, like i text him right away i'm like did you mean to to do five dollars or like fifty dollars like I, I don't know like can i back this out or he's like no man he's like i could not even conceive of running 26 miles and 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 to his credit he didn't say anything like i don't even like to drive that far or anything <laughs> like that uh, <laughs> he just said i can't even conceive of of what you're doing and so to me the only thing that makes sense is to you know make a big donation uh like just to basically say i think what you're doing is awesome even though it makes no sense to me and there's no way in hell i could ever do anything like that and so that it's it's that whole thing right like when you you know well if one person gets inspired then i'm you know then it's okay and it's that sort of thing that's like okay, this is, this is worth it. And th- that was after maybe like the second or third one that I had done where again, you're into this point now where it's like, all of the races are starting to cancel and you're starting to think about like, Jesus, I'm going to have to do 18 more of these stupid things by myself, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and so, so that you're right on that, on the precipice of, do I keep going with this or do I just like run out the clock on the, on the fundraiser and like, we raise what we raise and then that happened and it's like, okay, well now if that worked on him, maybe it will work on a few other people as well. Um, so let's stick with it. Um, and from there that, that was when one of the, I guess one of the things that I I have always, I've always taken marathons, uh, probably too seriously. Mm -hmm. And it was that realization of like, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit if I'm out here for three and a half hours or four hours or four and a half hours or five hours. Nobody cares if I am by myself. Nobody cares if I stop and filter water out of a stream. Like, Why would I keep running all 20 of these things on this stupid flat rail trail by myself? Why not have a friend come along? Yeah. Why not go and do a regular trail? Cause like that was one of the other things, uh, when I first kind of hatched the plan and I had talked to a few people and they were like, well, are you going to do like any trail marathons? Are you going to do any like that? And I, I was like, I want to do the road stuff because in my mind, a road marathon is harder than a trail marathon, even though I don't really think it is. Yeah. But like, that was just, that was my thinking. Is that like a eh, trail marathon is like kind of cheating cause I'll be able to power hike more. Um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of when the whole, the whole goal of everything switched and it was like, why do I care so much about this when, you know, again, nobody gives a shit how long it takes. It's when people think, hey, you ran a marathon. That's great. Right. And your average person has no clue, you know, the difference between a three-hour marathon and a four-hour marathon or whatever. That It's all, you know, calculus to a lot of people. It doesn't matter what the time is. So now it's like, well, why don't we do this and why don't we actually have some fun doing it? And so that was when things really, I guess, started to get a lot more um, exciting. And there was no longer that thought of, okay, maybe I should just stop doing this.
0: That's really interesting because I think you're right because we can get, <clears throat> excuse me, caught up in this ego thing, right? Like yeah. nobody does, like, like like, you didn't win it. Brian, you're not going to win any of these if they right. were taking place like you you're not like they're not putting you right behind uh you know the guys in the chasing 2. Brian was not in the chasing right. 2 hour documentary. He wasn't. Correct. He That's he I mean may, maybe he was in a crowd <laughs> shot somewhere but he was not the focus exactly. of that. And so you're right. No. It's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves and even though we get we 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 try to justify it with like, "Ooh, what if I get an age group uh the right. place and all that stuff." And and again, you summed it up perfectly. That's that's just the nobody cares that this is for right. you i mean this is for, for right. this is your accomplishment and your thing and taking that pressure off yourself to you know not like well i don't want to go back into work on monday and tell everybody that i ran a five-hour marathon over the weekend that right. you took that pressure off yourself and it sounds like that kind of changed the whole dynamic of of this epic adventure you were on
1: it did yeah because uh you know the like the first two that i did um where i came in right at like 345 on both of those mm-hmm. and my i guess like if i were to go out and and like race quote unquote a marathon i'm like probably a 3 to a 305 marathon yeah and so like right like you you get to that point where you're like at mile 22 or whatever and you're at 3 hours and i'm thinking like oh my god like this is embarrassing like this is going to take me almost 4 hours yeah and the third one I had this, so that that was the first time I had a friend of mine come with me. And uh, he's, a, you know, a, again, a, a fast guy. He's done a lot of ultras and stuff like that. And as we were kind of going along and he said, you know, kind of that same thing, like, Brian, nobody gives a shit. Like if nobody cares what the time is. So if you want to walk for a while, like, then walk who cares you know like none of this matters at all and i you know you you hear that and you read it and you know annie said it you hear it on podcasts you hear it everywhere and i don't know why if it was just you know kind of the right the right thing at the right time but i was like god yeah you're you're right like this this is all pointless like but not not in a negative way but like all the pressure and all the like you know i mean the first two it was pretty similar to like a pre-race where like I'm driving out to where the uh, the this trail starts, and I'm like, yeah. oh god, I got to stop at the quick trip and go to the bathroom before I get there. You know, like, <laughs> right. and, you know, like why do I feel nervous about this? Like, there's, I'm not, I'm not gonna, there are no, nobody's gonna give me a BQ for you know if I run a three hour marathon. Today, right, like, it's, it, it was, it was very strange how like ingrained that pressure uh of 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 like the road marathon life of of thinking about you know god if people see in my Strava that I ran a 345 I'm gonna start getting texts like geez what happened did you hurt yourself or whatever it's like again
0: <laughs> has, no. anybody, like, has anybody has anybody sent someone a text based on a Strava post? God I hope not
1: <laughs> <laughs> but of course you know again in your mind like that's of course that's what that's what's gonna happen like because everybody cares So much about what I'm doing,
0: right? Right. It's like I don't want to lose any Strava followers.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) That'd just be the worst.
0: And two, a little bit of that pressure, Brian, must have been being the first gentleman of Wisconsin ultra running.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is that, that, uh, that. That pressure to perform of you know God, look at this guy. He's Annie's husband, and he can't run a two and a half hour marathon. Like what is his deal? What does she see in him?
0: <laughs> oh, bless his heart. His exactly. wife has the FKT on the twelve hundred mile <laughs> Ice Age Trail, and look at little look at little Brian. Look at little Brian running those marathons.
1: <laughs> look, isn't he sweet?
0: <laughs> Down south, they say bless his heart. That's oh yes, exactly. <laughs> So you loosen so yeah, up af- a bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After that, then it became like, all right, so who am I going to text and who am I going to see if they will come and run next week's marathon with me? Mm-hmm. And once I found somebody that would do it, then it's like, okay, well, where should we go? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we end up, uh, you know, we did several of them on various parts of the Ice Age Trail. We were up at uh, Devil's Lake for, uh, I did one or two of them up there because i've got some friends that live in that area um annie had done uh i don't know if you saw back in september uh she would set out to do the fkt on the superior trail mm-hmm. yeah. um and we kind of got some last minute um well if we i don't want to get into a whole fkt thing but uh we thought that she had like six and a half days to do the to break the women's fkt yeah. And like two days beforehand, I found out that if you look at the FKT website, um, there's a a mixed gender team record that's like four days and 10 minutes or something like that. And what I found out was that even though that's classified as a mixed gender team record, they consider the male and the female both as the individual FKT holders as well. So instead of having... yeah. We We can, we can, if you'd like, we can do a completely separate podcast about all of the quirks of the FKT world that piss me off to know.
0: (laughs) That'll be bonus content for our Patreon fans only. (laughs) Yeah, there you Um, go. Perfect. But so, so, but hang on, just one question about this, because I'm dying to know, and I'm sure people are are shouting at their phones right now or whatever they've downloaded this on. They've pulled out their headphones or their, (laughs) their Garmin, their fancy Garmin watch with the built in podcast thing. And they're like, ask the question, you idiot. Um, so when a mixed gender team runs it, do they both it's, have to run the entire thing or can they break it up into chunks?
1: No. So they both have to run the whole thing okay. together. Gotcha. Yeah. But, and, and I mean, again, like logically it makes perfect sense, right? Like right. if me and Annie go out and run something, I run it as a male, she runs it as a female. We have individually completed that effort. Right. Right. The thing that makes no sense to me is that if that's the case, why the hell do you have it listed as a completely separate category? Right. If ultimately you've got this record and your wife has this record, well then put them as the damn male and female. And this, it all makes perfect sense. Right. Again. (laughs) So that kind of took a lot of the wind out of her sails right before we started. Yeah. And so after the first day, you know, again, you, you have like a, 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 spot in mind where it's like, if we get to this point, on the first day, we'll be in good shape. Well, now that spot is 25 miles further than we thought. Yeah. Um, you know, and so she 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 powered through that first day, and then you know you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and it's pouring ass rain, and it's just like, what the hell are we doing? Right. <laughs> so the the reason I bring this all up was that first day I started and I did the like the first. 30 miles with her because I had a marathon scheduled for yeah, that day. Yeah. And so, you know, so one of them was done on actually on the superior trail in Minnesota. Um, so I, I tried to, again, just make it more interesting and get other people involved. And it's, it's very important to me that like, I need to say this for the the 12 people that see my name and download this episode of the <laughs> podcast i understand that like in the in the world of ultras and in the world of like uh, the running that we do running 20 26 mile efforts in the span of six seven eight months this is not anything that is like unbelievable that is going to like set people on fire right like one day a guy ran a marathon with me and then went and ran two more hours on his own right you know what i mean like I could call a handful of people and they would come out and run this marathon with me at the drop of a hat right? because you're friends with ultra runners right? and a four to five hour long run on a Saturday, you know, maybe it's 23 miles, maybe it's 28 miles, whatever. You're just not classifying it as a marathon because you're not stopping at exactly 26.2 miles. It's right. just a long run, you yeah. know? And so I, it, it reinforced like, again, there there's not anything particularly impressive about the feat of running you know twenty marathons in the span of six months, right? because I had all of these people that were willing to do it with me at the drop of a hat. right. It's very important to me that I say that, that people don't think that I really like. Brian wants you like, to oh. know that he does not
0: <laughs> equate this what he did with setting an FKT on the ice age trail. He does That's not, correct. they're not on the same, <laughs> on the same level. Um, right. If you were going to go for a mixed gender team, FKT with Annie, mm-hmm. uh, how many miles in would it be
1: before she dropped her ass? I can usually like, if, if we were to go out and just do any sort of run, I can hold my own with her until the, about the 50 K mark. And that is where my whiny baby comes out and her like jesus get the hell away from me like that's usually about where it starts to break and it's really funny too because like the day the one that i did on the superior trail we were like less than a mile from where the the car was and that was where i was gonna stop yeah and we were right at that like mile 30 it was 30 31 miles something like that and we're running through the state park and like the Superior Trail is like beautifully marked, and I mean it's in, insanely difficult. I don't know if you've ever done any of those races up there. On, I've, yeah, on I've the done the Superior Hundred, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, like that that trail is just fucking unbelievable. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. In in the best and worst ways, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but so you know, like, but the like markings and everything was great, and then we hit the state park, which you would assume you know, would be wonderful. And like, it's all like crushed gravel as we're going through this crowd of people and everything. And there's no blazes anywhere. Yeah. And I'm like about to fricking shoot somebody like (laughs) where the, and she's like, Brian, we've got less than a mile. You're at like a 50 (laughs) K. We know what's happening. Like, just keep it together. Like I'm sure the car is right around the corner and like, just keep it together. (laughs) and 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 like and that's the perfect like 50k pfft, i'm out you know? and that's where she's that's where she's gone
0: so what you're saying brian is the success to your relationship is that you don't run farther than 50k together
1: correct yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it uh yeah i don't i don't know what it is i uh I'm just a wuss, I guess. That's all it boils down to. <laughs> it's okay.
0: It's all right. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. can be Dean Karnazes or, or Carl Meltzer. There's gotta be people that, right. that whine and throw and pitch a fit 30 miles right. in when the right. car's not around the corner. <laughs> we have to have those people to balance it out. Right, exactly. <laughs> think about it. think about it this for a second, Brian. If everybody was as tough as as your wife or or mm-hmm. Dean or Carl yep. or Andy Jones Wilkins, if everybody was that tough, it wouldn't be special, right? That's true. Because it would true. just be normal, and so right. your fit throwing at thirty miles in, your your that 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 creates a situation where the things that your wife and the others I mentioned do is exceptional and and awesome and awe inspiring because not everybody can do it. You're right. one of
1: those unsung heroes of ultra running. You know, and now that you mention it, I think those people owe me a gratitude uh, of, of thanks. <laughs> You're right. I, I mean, my mediocrity makes them look better. Mm-hmm. Bring on the uh, accolades. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Brian, starting to look like you were the perfect guest to follow up Dean Karnazes. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like your relationship with uh, marathons kind of evolved during this yes. year long process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think if there was one, you know, like you want to like put a little bow on it in a nice Instagram post or whatever, like that's, that's the takeaway from all of this is that coming into, uh, well, I, I did run a marathon in January, but it was not part of the 20 and 20 yeah. thing. Um, and so come, that was, I think my 15th or 16th marathon, uh, the one that I did in January mm-hmm. and like almost all of them were, you know, horrendously anxiety, you know, uh, provoking like sleepless nights ahead of time, uh, you know, all that sort of thing like that comes with it. You know, and by the end, it's like, oh, well, look at that! I guess uh, you know, next next Saturday is my fourth marathon in the last four days, four Saturdays. Bring it on! You know, like it it it, it took away the um, the fear, I guess, that I had of that distance. Now again, could I go out and do one anytime soon at you know three oh five? Most likely not. You know, right, and that would right. probably bring back all that stuff. But the distance itself now feels incredibly manageable. Uh, and and, and that, that's a, a very good thing for me to think about that, like, you know, after all of this, it's not scary to, to think about doing a marathon again.
0: Hmm. Was it been more fun? Because I know I, I know the stress oh, yeah. of racing. And that those sleepless nights when you're two or three nights before a race and you're like, mm-hmm. and you're, you're looking at the clock and you're going, oh God, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get five hours of sleep. If I fall asleep yep. right now, I'll get four hours of sleep. And that 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 stress, you know, it, yeah. you, you, you always feel better when, when it's all said and done and you get your buckle, you get your medal or, or whatever. Yes. But it is, it does suck a lot of the fun out of the sport mm-hmm. leading up to that. And it would seem yeah. that you you got kind of a lesson the the nobody cares lesson in in a yep. very hard way <laughs> and it seems like now you still respect the distance but you just look at it differently
1: yeah absolutely and 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 that's just it like at no point is a 26 mile run, easy, you know, regardless of, of pace or, you know, terrain or whatever, it's never easy to do that sort of thing, but it's not scary anymore. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you, you know, you talked about earlier about like the, the recovery and all that sort of thing. And I, I think that so much of that soreness that you feel after a race has, has a lot to do with all of the tension and everything that you feel leading up to. And then during the race, you know, you put so much, cortisol and, and shit into your body that like when the race is finally over, your whole body is just like going haywire, of right. All of this crap that's in there that needs to get flushed out. And now it's like, okay, again, it's just a long run. And like you said, early on, you know, you wake up the next morning and you kind of hobble out of bed a little bit and you, you know, stretch your legs out a little bit and, and you're okay. And that's, that's a, that's a huge, uh, a huge benefit, you know, to me from all of this. What advice
0: would you have for for people that have kind of, you know, they have that stress, they have that and it's it's almost you know being a year away from that, right? So we've only had yeah. virtual runs. I didn't get any jitters before I did the Yeti virtual 50 the East Coast West Coast, you oh, know, yeah. 50k challenge. I that was it was so fun because there was zero pressure. But what advice right. do you have for people that maybe still feel that pressure, still feel that 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 insane panic, the days leading up to, <laughs> to a marathon or, or any race.
1: I, I think, you know, and I, I coach uh cross country, uh, at, at a high school in Milwaukee as well. Um, and you know, you see it before every race, I know your son uh, runs cross country mm-hmm. and I'm sure he, you know, shits himself just like all the rest of us do yeah. before every race and all that sort of thing. And I, I continually try and, and harp on, on the kids on the team that again, it's just running You know, and and I like you understand that, like, there are certain races that do mean something, right? Like if you're going to try and qualify for Boston or if it's, you know, to the conference meet or whatever, to put it in high school terms, there will always be some nerves that go along with that. But as long as you can remember that, like, whether you come in first place or last place, like you're, you know your wife's not going to leave you. Your parents aren't going to disown you like it's going to hurt, but by tomorrow it will all feel better. You know, like those, those real simple things of, of that reminder that it's just one piece of who you are. And so many people in the the running community and the ultra community, it's so important to, to our lives, right? That running yeah. is so important to our own lives that it becomes uh, like a, it becomes part of who you are. And people have a tendency to overshoot sometimes. Right. And it becomes the only thing that you are. And you forget that like, Hey, I am a runner and I am a dad and I'm a husband and I am a brother and I am, you know, all of these sorts of things. And running is just one little piece of that. So if the run doesn't go that well, there's all these other things that you have that are, that are, you know, that define who you are and running doesn't change any of those. And If you can start to think of things in that manner, it makes the pressure dissipate a little bit.
0: Listen, folks, if the first gentleman of wisconsin ultra runnings not afraid of his wife leaving him if he runs a five-hour marathon <laughs> what but what do you have to worry about i mean come on it's true <laughs> <laughs> brian did ask like you're not leaving me right if i finish five hours today i'm we're still good right
1: what she she told me that you know five was okay but like 510 to 515, like you better start packing your bags.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She'll be calling Habish, Habish, Davis, and Rotier. If, if that's you, correct. <laughs> that's Wisconsin joke, people. <laughs> All of a sudden Brian's getting a getting a, a summons from, da- from David Gruber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's another Wisconsin Too busy reference. sponsoring the
1: blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right, exactly. Brian, what what else? What's on your agenda now? Now that you've done this, you've accomplished this, how much money did you end up raising for the Sojourner Truth House?
1: So I got that $2,000 or $2,020 in a little bit more than a month. Yeah. Um, and so we actually ended up, I think it was somewhere around 25 or 2600, um, when the Facebook fundraiser, uh, ended. Um, and, and so, so that was, that was really cool because again, you know, I'm thinking this is going to take the whole year and and all that sort of thing. And it was like less than a month. Um, and so then the next thing that I did was, um, I, I did a fundraiser for, uh, the Stars and Stripes Otter Flights, um, which I I don't know if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. that at all. It's a, it's a, a, Big thing in Wisconsin, I mean, I don't know how big it is nationally, but basically uh, organizations that they, they take World War II and Vietnam and Korean War veterans, and they put them on a plane and they fly them to Washington, D.C. for the day, and they take them around to all of the different uh, war memorials oh, wow. and let them enjoy the day. And then, you know, back on a plane and come back home. Yeah. And it's all obviously, you know, paid for uh, and that sort of thing. Um, and that that's one of those things that is, is kind of near to me. Uh, my grandfather um, was, was pretty highly decorated throughout World War II, mm-hmm. um, and he was part of like the Normandy invasion and all that sort of thing. And um, before he passed away, uh, he had an opportunity to go to D.C. and to see you know all the memorials and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um, through you know, like a VFW or something like that. And it didn't work for my schedule. Um, you know, and of course in your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, you know, the the next time, you know, we'll go. And then several months later he passed away. So that's one of those things that like, has always kind of stuck that like, that's something that's important. And, and so if, you know, if we can, if we can help more people have that experience, um, you know, I wanted to, to do the same thing there. So I set the same, uh, 2020 goal and, um, that, that one took a little bit longer and it's again, you know, it's, it's interesting how, Um, you know, we, it's, it's interesting how these fundraisers ebb and flow, right? Where you can pick one organization and people are all about it and you pick another organization and it's a little bit more difficult. Um, and so that one actually just ended, uh, this week. Uh, but I did, you know, come through with uh, uh, with a pretty decent chunk of money for them as well. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was pretty cool between the the two of them to raise, you know, several thousand dollars for local uh, organizations. And, and, you know, I mean, say what you want about Facebook, but the fundraiser platform is 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 really great yeah and you know they do all of that money and all that collections and they don't take a chunk out of it like GoFundMe does and that sort of thing and the money just you know gets kicked right over to the organization well imagine
0: if zuckerberg was like hey guys we're gonna do this uh fundraising thing (laughs) but i need like five percent you know it's like right like right i mean that'd be like jeff bezos (laughs) going like hey guys on amazon we're gonna do a charity thing but i get 10 percent all that (laughs) charity stuff i
1: i get i get a cut of everything right it's like the only thing
0: keeping people from knocking down their doors and and forcing them to pay taxes is like they throw a couple bones out like it's like like, ah, zuckerberg's like you guys can have this fundraising thing we won't take a cut of it
1: oh that's awesome zuckerberg that's right it
0: keeps us all from you know we all think he's kind of an asshole but that just makes it seem like a little less of an asshole
1: right exactly (laughs) that takes him from like normal bad guy and prevents him from being like batman villain yes right right right
0: he's just a regular bad guy he's not a james bond villain at this point right exactly. because he doesn't charge anybody for the facebook fundraisers for, for sure <laughs> they'll never expect me of, of of being a james bond villain now exactly <laughs> so, so what are you looking forward yep. to in 2021 brian
1: So the 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 single biggest question that I hear is are you gonna do twenty-one marathons in twenty twenty one? Yeah. And the answer is an unequivocal no. Um I uh no so the the next thing that I have coming up assuming again that like it actually happens um the weekend before uh all of the the country shut down because of covid uh my friend uh, George um did a 100 mile gravel bike ride that was in Oklahoma and okay. it's in is it Stillwater wherever the Oklahoma state campus is which okay. I think I want to say Stillwater Sweetwater right. something yeah. like that I don't know um so he did this hundred mile gravel bike ride. And I went down there to crew him and, and just hang out or whatever. And um what I discovered was that uh they do this hundred mile ride on Saturday, but then on Friday they do a fifty a 50k trail run. Oh. And so I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, then of course you discover that they do a double where you run the 50k on Saturday Friday yeah. and then bike the hundred miles on on Saturday. Uh so that's what, that's the next thing that I have coming up because I've never done any sort of biking or anything like that. So I figured it's right at my limit of the 50 kilometer. Uh, right. So I shouldn't get too whiny there. You know, <laughs> I should be able to to plow through that and then hop on a bike the next day and try and bike a hundred miles. So that's the next thing that I have uh, to look forward to. That's in March. Assuming um, that again, that it happens.
0: That's probably be more expensive than signing up for 20 road marathons is getting a bike.
1: Yeah, so funny story about that. Um biking is fucking expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And I'll tell you what, you know, I, I haven't seen too many people well, besides Carrie Long, too many people won't at a trail race won't walk around or a road race and look at shoes and like yeah. go like, oh, you're running
1: With those. Those are your trail shoes. Right.
0: But I've, I've, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bike ride fundraiser in Wisconsin called the Scenic Shore 150. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes up. It's, I think it's for yep. multiple sclerosis. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. My wife and I did it one year, and I borrowed my brother had this really sweet time trial bike. It was like a $5,000 nice. Trek bike, but it mm-hmm. had one of them tiny little little seats on it. You know oh, the yeah, one yeah. where, you're, where, you're, where you're, your basket goes numb? You know yep. you know what I'm talking yep. about. And so, I do, yeah. <laughs> I went to Walmart and got a foam Schwinn bike seat <laughs> yes. for, for $20. <laughs> and I put the foam Schwinn bike seat on the $5,000 Trek time trial bike. And man, oh man, did I get a lot of strange looks i bet <laughs> <laughs> why do you have a five dollar seat on a five thousand dollar bike because
1: i'm tired of my nuts going numb that's why yeah exactly like you guys are used to this like you yeah i don't know i mean maybe some of them like have some surgeries done so that like it, it, it doesn't bother them as much It's kind of like but pulling toenails us- yeah, it's like it's right. like alternates for- that pull their their toenails right yeah for those of us that don't bike 800 miles a week It hurts. It's not comfortable. I, Hey, I, I hear you. I hear you 100%. Um, Do you want me to send you the $5 Schwinn seat, Brian? Please. Okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So that's, that's been the, that's been the discussion around our house for the last couple of weeks is how much money do I want to put into something that I'm literally going to do once? Like I have no desire to do a triathlon. I have no desire to do Ironman. I have no desire to do any of that stuff. I want to do this one specific race. And then never like do any sort of long distance biking again. And so uh, my friend George uh, was actually able to secure a middle of the road bike for me from a friend of his. And I I even went so far as to say, like, does somebody have a bike that I could rent until March? Like, I'll train all year. You know, I'll train all winter, do the race in March. I'll give you like four or five, six hundred bucks for it. And then give it back to you when the race is over. Uh, but George was able to find a, uh, a a decent bike that will you know suffice for for what I need. Um, now I just have to figure out how to ride a hundred miles. I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's, it'll be a lot of fun. You're 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 going to be saddle sore. Just, I'm just telling you. Yeah. Get spend some extra money and get those um, the shorts with the padding in it.
1: Oh yes, know, those you, are on my Christmas list. Right, it'll
0: give you kind of a J.Lo behind. You'll, you know, people yeah. will stop and go, "Ooh, Brian must do a lot of squats." You go, "No, it's the padding."
1: <laughs> now, what I have to figure out is how I can incorporate those shorts into my Thunder Down Under routine. That'll really get everybody going.
0: <laughs> Brian Frayne, this has been a fun hour, my friend. Indeed, it has, sir. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if you and Annie were doing the Christmas episode, if you and Annie want to make the drive down to Clarksville, we'd love to have you.
1: I would absolutely yeah. adore that. Yeah. That uh, I've heard worse ideas, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, Are you coming home for the holidays at all?
0: No, because of because of the Rona, we're because of, of the Rona. All stay right. home. No? Yeah, we're gonna. One of these days. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. Once, once all this kind of goes um back to normal and you know Tom Hanks mm-hmm. gets the vaccine so we know he's safe. Um yep. and that sort of thing. I, I I think there's gonna be a lot of people that have a lot of big families be a lot of big family gatherings. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be like a hug a hugathon.
1: Yeah. Really. I I I really, you know, you picture like it is going to be like for a, a couple of weeks, like when vaccines are out and like, and all of this kind of fades in the back, there's going to be a couple of weeks where it's going to be a really, really, really fun time.
0: Oh God. Yes. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I feel bad for? And I want people to seriously think about the folks that don't like to hug because right now yeah. people who are not huggers are in paradise. There is, there hasn't been a threat of hugging since March, (laughs) you know, people are keeping their distance, but when everything goes back, people are going to be in hug overload. So think about those poor people that don't like hugs. Yep. It's going to be a rough couple of months for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be like, you know, at the, at McDonald's getting my uh, quarter pounder and like reaching back behind the counter. Like, thank you so much for those French fries. And like at the grocery store, you know, hugging the produce guy, like <laughs> bring it on, you know,
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that one for sure. <laughs> we are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the adventure jogger on Patreon or go to the join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.